Well, good morning, everybody. Good to, good to see everybody. I know that all of you have got a smiling face this morning because the Lord let us wake up. And although it's summertime outside, uh, He let us have air conditioners. Did you know Abraham didn't have one of them? He had plenty of silver and gold, but he didn't have an automobile or an air conditioner. So thank God. And I'm going to use mine. The best the Lord let me let me have it, and I'm grateful for that. You might be turning to Romans chapter eight, and uh, we'll uh, see if we can't carry on just a little bit more of what's already been said. Uh, I was kind of wondering at Brother Chris, uh, he was dealing with that, and and I'm going, uh, Lord, I believe the Lord wants me to take a little route here. I'll be in the Scripture, but. I want, to, I want to digress a little bit this morning from reading straight down the verses because I've got some doctrine here that I think that young Christians need out of this chapter. I'm in chapter 8 of Book of Romans. And let's say again, it's good to have everybody here. Uh, hope and pray that uh, the Lord will be a blessing to you. And, uh, you know, he, he is the source of all blessings. He's a source of your physical blessings. But he's a source also of spiritual blessings. See? And so I, I hope that we'll understand that and, and know you can study the Bible for many, many years and you do not get all of the mysteries of the Bible worked out. I mean, you'll have people say, well, how about this? Well, how about that? And, and sometimes it's good questions. Now, you and I, <laughs> I'm guilty, we tend sometimes to take a few of those scriptures that really don't fit where we're going and minimize them. And, but but I, I say that uh, ever, ever, all the Word of God is true. And, and I've said this before, and let me say it again. <clears throat> when I can't get the Word of God like I think to fit, it's not the Word's problem, it's my problem. I do not have perfect understanding on it, but I keep trying to get, to get more understanding. I pray God will give me understanding. And, uh, and our old preacher used to say, may God pardon the errors that I make and bless the truth. And that's what I want, the attitude I'd like to have. All right, Romans chapter 8. If my memory serves me correct, I got down last week to chapter, to verse 14. But let me back up about three or four verses so that I might get your mind on where I'd like to be in the lesson this morning. Let's look at verse 11. But if the Spirit, now that's capital S, if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit, capital S, that dwelleth in you. Now that, that's one of the greatest blessings of assurance that we have about resurrection. Amen. I mean, Paul went to chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians and gave us a great amount of information on resurrection day. And, and I'm, I'm happy for that. But, but it just fits right in with this. Why are you raised again from the dead, the physical dead? Why, why are Christians raised up again? Now let me say this, and I say it, I say it with love. 
If you haven't been saved, you don't have this promise. You don't have this promise. Because the spirit that raises you up is not in you yet. If you get saved, God puts the Holy Ghost in you and, and, it, and it dwells with you forever, even through death. That good? I thought y'all would take a running spell when I said that. <laughs> but that, that's the way it is. I mean, according to that scripture, the spirit that dwelleth in you will raise you up at the day of the resurrection of Christ. Amen. See, the spirit brings the body forth. Now, according to 1 Corinthians, we'll have a new body. Right. I mean, we sang that song, I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, and, and, and we will. And uh, according to, is it, uh, is, is it uh, Philippians? He'll give, he'll give us a body like his glorious body. Right. See? Now you think about that. Amen. You think about that. And, and I know, and, I, and that's not my lesson today, but there's a lot of questions on what kind of a new body we're coming with. What kind of one are we coming with? Well, we're not coming with the same one you got now. Or Paul said in, in another place, or it, lest it would die. See? Now God could restore you like he did Lazarus, but that's not the resurrection. Because if he restored you like he did Lazarus, you'd die again. See, but, but we're going to have a new body like unto his glorious body. Isn't that great? Amen. All right. I, 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 I'm tempted to take a, 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 a branch there, but I won't do it because that's not my lesson. Okay? Verse 12. Therefore, because of that, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. Now he's talking about godly living. Because you've been saved. See, you need to work on your mind. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ. See, let this mind be in you. And we have to work on our mind, don't we? All right, okay. For if we live after flesh, you shall die. But if you, through the Spirit, capital S, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. All right, now I'm down to where I want to be. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, <clears throat> I do not, I'm not up here to criticize preachers and their message. But, but, but I hear people saying, uh, I don't believe you're saved if you don't do this. I don't believe you're saved if you don't do that. And I'm okay with some of that. But really, really, when you check your soul, this is it. To me. To me, are you saved? Well, does the Spirit of God dwell in you? Amen. See? I mean, I mean, when you got born again, from a, from a heavenly standpoint, God put His Spirit in your soul. Right. Now, 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 young Christians, I know you know this, but let me reinforce it. He did not put His Spirit, uh, uh, as far as obedience, in your flesh. It's up to you to keep your flesh straight. See, that's what we get rid of when we get resurrected. You get rid of that then. Amen. See, and no more will you have, no more will you have this fleshly uh, a body to put up with, Brother Chris. You see what I mean? We're going to have a body like his. 
Boy, you will have no, uh, no temptations, no nothing, and you live forever. How much would you give for everlasting life? Huh? You live forever. Do you like that? I like that. I like that, boy. My mind just immediately goes back to Jesus' conversation with Martha. <laughs> Martha said, Lord, if you'd have been here, Lazarus wouldn't have died. And that's right. But he stayed gone four days on purpose. <laughs> then he come up and he said, this death is not, it's going to be for the glory of God. I'm paraphrasing right there. But I said, Lord, if you'd been here, my, my brother wouldn't have died. And that's right. He said, Martha, I am the resurrection. He that believeth and liveth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Isn't that good? Man, that, that's positive. That's positive uh, eternal life to a believer. And I can't emphasize enough now, if you're not a believer, you don't get this yet. And when you believe the same of your soul, you get everlasting life. Amen. See? And I want to live forever. Do you want to live forever? Well, you better get saved. See? All right. Let me read on. Let me read 14 again. For as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. See what I said a while ago? Now you say, well, Brother Glenn, I don't always feel saved. Well, I don't. Well, sometimes I don't feel saved either. But that don't mean I'm not saved. It just means my flesh got in the way. Okay? Is everybody all right with that? Now, I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to get you saved if you're not saved, but I'm just saying if you are saved, see, the Spirit of God dwells in you. All right? The Spirit itself beareth witness that we are the children of God, and if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be, we suffer with Him that we may also be also glorified together. I want to I give a little doctrinal lesson this morning on, on, on airship. What is an heir? An heir inherits something. Well, it says right here, we're going to be heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Well, Mr. Pollard, what is he heir of? I'm really glad you asked. Turn to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. I'll just read two verses. Well, I'll read three to complete the I'll complete the sentence. Hebrews chapter 1. My, my pastor has taught me that. Read, read the whole verse. Read the whole sentence. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, and he did. That's Isaiah, Jeremiah, and the prophets. Who, uh, I'm sorry, hath in these last days spoken to us by his son. Praise God. Praise God. He spoke to us by his son. You read, uh, and you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you'll find out what all the writers had for us to hear that Jesus said. See, he spoke to us by his son. All right? Hath, uh, whom he hath appointed heir of just a few things. 
Oh, I'm being corrected. Of all things. He's going to be heir of all. Jesus is going to, he's going to inherit. And, and I think he already has, but that's, that's neither here nor there. But he's going to be, he's going to inherit everything. Heavens. Stars. Man. The earth. See? Now these smart acts run around here so says there's no God. Uh, uh, they mean not that they know of. You see what I mean? Well, Jesus Christ is going to be heir of all things according to this. See? Whom he appointed heir of all things by whom also he did what? He made the worlds. All right? Who being the brightness of his glory expressed the image of the person of holding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance. There's that word inherit again. What did he inherit? What did he inherit? Creation. Creation. In the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. Now, that wasn't the beginning of God. It was the beginning of man. See? Okay? He created all things. If I go to Colossians, it said he created all things for himself. I'm not going to go there. I don't have time. Okay? Being made, uh, 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 set down on the right hand of the master on high, being made so much better than the angels he hath, by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. See? And, and let me say this, just a side note. Uh, you're not going to turn into an angel when you come back again. You're not going to be an angel. See? You're not going to be an angel. Angels, uh, uh, angels are servants of God in his, in his excellent realm. I do not want to know what all that means, but that's what the Bible says. All right. So according to, according to uh, uh, verse 16 and 17 of, of Romans 8, uh, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit. We are children of God. And if children, now, now I want you to understand that, if children, if not children, you don't get this. See, if not children, you don't get this. But if children... Then heirs, heirs of God, what are, what are we going to inherit? What are we going to inherit? Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may all be also glorified together. Now, uh, I, well, I, want to stay, I want to stay with this. Look at, look at Galatians chapter 4. And let me, let me just uh, give us a thought right here. Galatians chapter 4. Chapter 4, and let me read verse 1. Now I say, now, now I say that the heir, there's that word heir again, as long as he's a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. Now Paul has got Jew and Gentile under consideration here, but he's, he's, he's telling us about heirs. But is under tutors and governors under the time appointed, uh, appointed of the Father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. See? 
So, so there again, uh, uh, Galatians is agreeing with what the apostles saying in Romans. See, the Holy Spirit lets you know that. See, that's why, that's why our kind of Baptist, you don't run up to a preacher or any other uh, person and say, am I saved? Uh, uh, they don't know. The Spirit knows. God knows. All right? So, so we are heirs with God. And what are we going to inherit? Everything. See, now I don't know the details, and, and I've had a lot of people ask me, what do you think about this and what do you think about that? Now, all right, let's look at 2 Timothy uh, chap, uh, chapter 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 11. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse uh, 2 Timothy, no, that's not what I want. All right, let's look at, uh, uh, okay, now, where, I, I'm going to skip that. I, I mis wrote it down. It, it's where Paul told Timothy, we will reign with him if we suffer. And let, let me address suffering just a minute. Uh, there is a lot of information going out that's really not that way. I'm accused in some quarters of saying that the church is not going to suffer. The Lord's just going to come by and get us one uh, a good sunny morning and we're going to get out of here. I don't believe that. We may suffer. We may suffer. I don't know. But suffering is what you endure when you get out there among people and carry on for the name of the Lord. Now I understand, and this is what people don't understand, our forefathers really suffered, and and and, and they gave us they gave us uh, uh, church doctrine and and church discipline and church government, and 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 right now we don't see in our part of the country too much physical suffering, but as brother as brother Bell preaches often, it may be right around the corner. And, and, but I have known people that, that, that would put, uh, I knew a preacher that put uh, 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 rules on his people that you couldn't buy a new car. Well, my car's wore out. What did I do? Well, you just keep driving it to suffer for Jesus. That, suffering for Jesus is not self-imposed suffering. See? Right. In the Philippines on Easter, they nail themselves to wooden crosses. Right. Self, self-imposed uh, uh, harm is not suffering for Jesus. See? I don't think I ought to go live under a bridge if I'm suffering for Jesus. Now, now, now the communists taking over, uh, I, I'm pretty old and they're probably not going to get here when I'm here. But, but if they come and take my house, I might have to live under a bridge. But I'm not going to tonight. So I don't, I don't think you suffer for Jesus with self-imposed rules. See, all right, I just wanted to say that because there's a little bit of misunderstanding in suffering. Suffering is willing to do what it takes to live for God. And I know, physically speaking, praise God in my flesh, me and you hadn't seen much of that. 
but we might. All right. Now then, where are we going to reign with him? Where are we going? Uh, 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 Brother Chris, you and I, we're not reigning now, are we? No, we're not reigning now. Where are we going to reign with him? Huh? Turn to Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. And I'm aiming this mostly at the young Christians here because you older people have heard this for a long, long time. Revelation chapter 20. And let's look at verse 1. And I saw an angel come down from heaven having a key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, uh, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. You see what I mean? Why is the world as wicked as they are morally and spiritually? Why is that today? Because of the devil. See? He seeketh who he may devour. And he still is. All right? But he's going to be bound. All right? And cast him into the bottomless uh, pit and shut him up and set a seal on him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they set upon them, and judgment was given to them. See? Okay. Who sets upon thrones? People do. All right. Kings set upon thrones. Right? Okay. All right. And, uh, and judgment was given to them, and I saw the souls of them that was beheaded for the witness of Jesus, for the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads and on their, and on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. See? Now, I think, you don't have to believe this, this is Pollard theology, that people that did go through all that is probably going to be top of the line at judgment seat. Like I said, you don't have to believe that, but uh, those that really gave their life in, uh, for their faith, it's probably going to be at the top of the line. All right, next verse. But the rest of the dead live not again until a thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. All right, now who's the rest of the dead that lived not until a thousand years were over? That's the lost people. They're not going to rise up uh, to be, uh, if they're dead, they're not going to rise up to be in the millennial reign. They're going to miss it. They're going to miss it. So if you want to get in on it, you better get saved. See what I mean? Verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such a second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Who is that? Who is that? See? Does that... Does that fit Romans chapter 8 where, where you shall be heirs with God and join heirs of Jesus Christ? I believe it does. I believe it does. See? Now, and I ask the same questions. I've had young Christians come to me and say, where are we going to reign? I don't know. Well, what are we going to reign over? I don't know. But when we go to the, par- the parable of, uh, that Jesus talked about uh, of the... Uh, the talents, see? Uh, he said, uh, that, that fellow that, had, that gained five talents, he said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Have, have uh, uh, you been faithful with a few things? I'll make you ruler over many things. Right. Ruler? Right. 
Ruler of what? Ruler of where? You think Jesus is just a, a, a telling a fairy tale there? We're going to rule. Now, I don't have the details. I wish I did. I keep searching for a few details. And I, and I hardly ever get any <laughs> in the Word of God. But you see, you see, this all fits in. And this is what God, Paul is telling us. He is emphasizing. He's emphasizing God put his spirit in believers during our dispensation. Now let me say this. He did not do this in Abraham's dispensation. See? You say, well, was Abraham saved? Abraham was justified. Did Abraham get eternal life? Yes. But he did not get an inward dwelling Holy Ghost. I don't have right time to chase that, but you might read it in Hebrews 12 sometime. These all, uh, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but seeing them afar off. Who was that? That's right. See? So, so I'm saying, uh, Christian brothers and sisters, we have the greatest dispensation of mankind that the world has ever known Amen. so far. But it's going to get better. Going to get better. That's right. Now I want to emphasize, and I'm not talking down to you. I'm your friend here, okay? So don't run me away. If you're not saved, you're not going to get this. I'm just saying that to you as a friend. Okay? All right, I'm back in Romans now. All right? Uh, so I, I, now I, I've read through verse 17. Let me read 18. Now he's going to turn to the suffering part right here. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed where? In us. In us. So, so when, Christian friend, when you're put down or some kind of... of uh, 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 revilement that you get, just endure it for the Lord. See? And it's really hard to pray for your enemies sometimes. But in our dispensation, that's what Jesus said do. Pray for your enemies. See? Now, under the Old Testament, they didn't pray for their enemies. That's right. Jesus, uh, the Lord told uh, Samuel, said, go tell Saul, Go down to the, to the uh, uh, is it the Ammonites? Uh, Amalekites. And I want you to kill men, women, sucklings, cattle, sheep, everything. Well, so no wonder David wrote in some of his Psalms really bad things about his enemies. But young Christian men, you can't write that. Oh, I know you can be aggravated at people, and that's okay if you don't, if you get angry and sin not. See? But David said, I want to get the sword to him, and he could. See? But men, you can't love your enemies in the Beatitudes. And, and I've examined that in me, and I found out that that's, in some cases, that's really hard to do. For me, 
But that's my flesh now, not my spirit. That's my flesh. But, but see, we need to do it. And Jesus says, because when you were enemies, God was good to you, and he was to me. I want to testify that everywhere I go that they'll let me. God was good to me when I was his enemy. And I'm praising his name for that. And I can, I can testify God's good. Okay, so we're supposed to be good to our enemies, but Paul is saying here, whatever you suffer, God is going to pay you back many, many times with the glory that he's going to let us have over yonder. See? Now, a few, few people I've met, and they think we're going to get it now. You're not going to get it now. You're not going to get it now. See? We're in the wilderness from a standpoint of, of time frame goes. We're in the wilderness. See? We're out here where the going's hard. It's supposed to be hard. Of course, I, I think if some of us would get out, me included, get out of our sealed houses and get out there amongst them, we'd find out it's harder than we think. I'm just, that's just a passing thought right there. But anyway, uh, the, the suffering that we have is not to be compared to the glory, glory which shall be revealed in us. Ain't that good? That's what God's got in store for them that love him. See? Now, we're joint heirs with Christ and heirs of God. Heir means that you inherit something. You inherit something. Well, when you get eternal life, you not only inherit eternal life, but you in, inherit being an heir of God. See? I don't know the details. See? I don't know if in the millennial reign that Brother Doug's going to be over Oklahoma City over, or over Tibet. I don't know. But wherever it is, it's going to be joyous. I don't know that. See? And the apostles tried to get the Lord to tell them something about it. You know, you, you remember when James and John's mother came to the Lord and said, Now, Lord, I've got something I desire of you. He said, What would it be? I'm paraphrasing. She said, that When you come in your kingdom, that one of my sons sat on your right and one on your left. Well, now, you know, that was a pretty good request. But he said, he said, it's not for mine to give. In other words, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just not going to tell you. See? And, and, but, but we know, we know when he comes again, we shall see him as he is. And, and he's got that for us. And, and, and you know, getting really saved has been a question mark in a lot of people's minds. What would it be like? What? What is this and what is that? Well, let me say this to you as a friend. Don't worry about that kind of stuff. Just trust Christ. And you can have eternal life. You can have eternal life. And you can be and you will reign someday as heirs of God. I don't have the details. I don't have the details. All right? Let's try this next verse. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. All right, what's earnest? What's earnest? Well, uh, when you go by a house and you say, uh, 
Mr. Realtor or Mrs. Realtor, I want this house. And uh, they don't just grab a piece of paper and say, sign right here, and it's yours, do they? They say, well, you'll have to put down $1,000. Why? Well, that's called earnest money. That's to be sure that, uh, that we can be for sure uh, that, that, that you're going to take the sale because we don't want to write it up, and then you back out. And if you back out, we keep 1000 for our expenses. That's the way they usually run. Well, God did that too. He gave us an earnest. See? What is it? It's that spirit in your heart that lets you know that something is right between you and God. I didn't say now that answered all your questions. Because it doesn't. But it lets you know, see, that you're heir of God, joint heir with Jesus Christ. And, and I want to bring that in the lesson this morning because uh, I think that's good Baptist doctrine. And I wanted to, our younger Christians to, uh, to get under that, that all of, all of Scripture is in harmony with us being heirs of God and joint heirs of Jesus Christ. Right? Right. That's right. That's right. John 3, he that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. So what does it depend on? Now, I'm, I'm not trying to get in the will of man there. But like I said, when God uh, told Cain, said, if you, if you do well, will you not be received when Cain didn't bring a good offering? God did say that. He went to Cain and said, if you do well, in other words, uh, in other words, go over and buy one of them lambs off of Abel and offer it by faith to me, and I'll receive you. And, and was it God's turn or Cain's turn? You see what I mean? And I, and I know, I know the, the road is there and... <laughs> We hear that pretty often, and I don't want to tramp you to death with it, but every good road's got two ditches. And, and man, we stay in the center. For whosoever, for whosoever believeth. For whosoever believeth. See, with the heart man believe. I've said this already. You already believe in your head. Don't you believe in Jesus? Don't you believe Jesus died on Calvary's cross up here? Sure you do. Leave it down here. You say, well, how do I do that? You just put your heart up to God and say, God, help me to trust you eternally. Pray for God to send you a, a calling. Because he'll do it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to me this Hold it.
Right. Amen. Amen. right. He's going to redeem the whole thing when he comes back. Right. Yeah. And, and, and a man filled with the Spirit is not some TV clown jumping up and down wanting your money. Right. One man said, told uh, Brother Billy, said, if I get saved, will I get tongues? He said, no. He said, you'll get, uh, uh, you'll get restraint of your tongue. You'll get a bridle for your tongue. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to me this morning. I